this week's Livy's Corner, I was able to catch the King's Man and wrap up Yellow Jackets. I had been waiting forever to watch that one. So I was able to review both of those. And then that's it. It's a light week. Um, you know how I do over here. You know how I do over here. I keep it simple, keep it moving. All right, keep it cute as well. So let's just get on into it. able to watch um, The King's Man um, which I guess is a prequel to King's Men um, the, the little it was only two films so far of the new I guess the new timeline of things so this is the origin story of that um, secret security agency over in England um and the synopsis is as the world's most dangerous authoritarians and criminals plot destruction one man forms a spy network to stave off evil um it is starring Ray Fiennes uh Gemma Arterton Reese Hans Dijman uh, Hansu and Harris Dickinson. Um, it runs for two hours and ten minutes. And credits were about ten or so minutes. So we're looking at about a two-hour film. Um, this was uh, released earlier this year. <sighs> I remember they were trying to release it in 2021, but maybe it did get released somewhere last year in 2021 but over here we didn't get it until earlier this year um and it's rated r so i just had to cover everything it is currently streaming on hulu and hbo max so it was just too long that wasn't the only thing but it was way too long um i just i understand that this is a origin film i get it you know i'm hip i'm hip um this is also directed by matthew vaughn who um you know and he wrote the screenplay as well um he wrote the the original um or yeah the original kingsman series so you know he's been able to write and direct and do the things with all of these films which i i kind of i do like that i like that you know it's been it's been under the tutelage of the same person um which there's that i like oh I was, you know, those are the things that I did appreciate about it. Um, he has a certain type of filmmaking. And when he, when the action kicks in, oh my God, he's so good at that. Like, he's 
really good at crafting and shooting these action sequences. And that was like the best part of this film. Um, like there's this whole, uh, you know, scene between, it's a battlefield scene between, um, Scotland and a Scotland regiment and then a Germany regiment. And it's just so good. Like I was like, this guy, this guy right here knows his action. But then (laughs) it fell apart in other places and it just didn't, it didn't flow well. And it just felt really long (laughs) and drawn out. I actually wish Gemma, who played Polly, was able to like really get in there and do some do some action herself like she kind of would just pop up and like save the day kind of thing and I was just like is that all we gonna give her you know but there was a couple parts in it dramatic wise where I like I teared up because she is a really great actress um doesn't get the credit (laughs) you know the, the competition is fierce I get it the the landscape is chock full of really great British actresses because over there they take the craft serious. Um, <laughs> I get it, but she really is underutilized. Like you don't see her in a lot of things, and like I would, they did not have to do her that way in that James Bond flick. I'm sorry, they did not have to do her that way. But anyway. Um, a lot of the film rests on the on the on the soul, shoulders, excuse me, of Ray Fiennes, and I love me some Ray Fiennes, babe. Like my first like real interaction with him was in Strange Days with Angela Bassett. And I ain't gonna get, I am not gonna get into all that. Um. But it's a really good movie. You really need to check that out. It's it's like from the 90s. Um, it kind of flopped at, at the box office. And then like, I don't know, it was like five, ten years afterwards. Like people was like, hey, this movie is actually really good. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it was just too much. It was too much. Like it was... So much riding on his shoulders and not that he couldn't and didn't pull it off because he did of course he's going to but it was like it was this narrative of him not wanting his son in action and it went on for like 75% of the film and I was just like y'all why is we dragging this out you know why are we dragging the you know the evil authoritarians bit out like it was just really too long um this was a 90 minute movie it was look and the reason I'm so on that kick is just because of what I have going on um, professionally. And I'm just like, if I'm getting these notes, 
know? And so, yeah, it was just, you know, maybe an hour, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and like, I don't know, 40 minutes would have sufficed, but it did. There was like at least 20 minutes that could have been shaved off um, of this and it would have been okay. Um, you know, this is spoiler free, so I'm not going to give away everything, but there is some, there was a particular moment where I went, you know, (laughs) oh my God. And then that came like in the third act almost. And then it was like, what else happened? Um, the true villain, it was kind of predictable. Like I saw him like in the I want to say towards the swing into the second act and I just went that's the villain like (laughs) but that may be just me you know what I'm saying I don't know that may be just how I'm I'm wired and programmed which y'all know is not normal so what would I give this film I would give it three stars out of five it is definitely the my least liked of the trilogy so or of the series so far um of the kingsman series because i really love that like i love the first two like i know the second one kind of you know peed some people off but i liked it i liked it so much that i bought it so (laughs) once you cross into that territory and i actually have purchased your film um that means i really really like your film if i don't if i'm just like oh i can rent it and move on you know that's 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 just on you so what would i give this i would give it three snaps out of five the action sequences are every that is what saved this film and like I said earlier it is currently streaming on Hulu and HBO Max this show I had been wanting to watch as soon as it dropped. Um, and that is Yellow Jackets, which is currently exclusively, um, you know, showing through Showtime. <sighs> Y'all. I just, I knew. I was, first off, I am a huge fan of Juliette Lewis. Um, that's, that's my girl. The girl is wild. And she's been in just some of my favorite movies, like Mixed Nuts, The Water, not The Water Boy, um, Mixed Nuts, and, um, you know, uh, Californication. Um, and she's been in a lot of Strange Days, was eating Gilbert Grape, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love her. Christina Ricci is also in this. Uh, Melanie Linsky is also in this. This the cast is everything in here. It's like the who's who of the nineties. Okay, <laughs> that's who is in this show. And the synopsis is: a team of wildly talented high school girls soccer players survive a plane crash deep in the remote northern wilderness but how they do it you give me that's 
what everybody wants to know. And the reason it gets brought up so much is because one of the survivors is running for state senate. Um, black uh, woman to do it. Like, she's like, you know, to get there. Um, it seems straightforward, right? <laughs> it so does. But then once you really start getting into this, I was like, oh no. Oh, oh, oh no. Um, Tawny Cypress is, uh, is, um, Tulsa. And she is so good. She's just so good at this. Like I said, the cast is everything for this, for this show. Um, so I'm going to get into what I liked about it first, right? And then I'll get into what I didn't like about it. Um, like I said earlier, you know, been leading up to this point, how much I enjoyed the cast of this, of this show. I think they definitely need some ensemble congratulations because they really did a good job here the cinematography too really works well in supporting the storyline and the sense of grief and loss that the youngins um experience during this you know tumultuous time in their lives and um they're all about when the when the plane crashes they're all, the teens are about i want to say about 17-ish so you know that age maybe some of them is 18 because some of them was talking about you know hey I'm going to college and <laughs> stuff like that so you have to think about things like that but really really good and especially I love Forrest so I was just like oh yes more yes more yes more and so they did a really good job there um and something else that I really liked, um, once the show really started going and, and, and flushing everything out and just moving in a very cohesive way, um, I liked the binge-worthy quality of the show. This is, for me, <clears throat> I would rather binge a whole show. If it's not clicking per week, I would... I would rather just wait until everything is aired and then I will watch and then be like, all right, you know, that's what happened with this show. So <clears throat> it is 10 episodes. Um, and I want to say once you hit the fourth episode, that's when everything just like clicks and makes sense. Okay. So it's, it's a really good show, but that's where... <sighs> that's where one of my faults of the show came in it was like it took a minute to get going and you know if it wasn't for the cast um I would not have made it through this show I'm gonna be very honest I would not have made it to episode four because it was just those first three episodes had so much information these are it's a dual timeline piece. I don't do well with those. There are films that I cannot stand like Tenet. I could not. I could not. I was just like, oh 
my would you pick a timeline or two and just this is too much you know what I mean and so um that this particular show it just those first three episodes was just like oh my god (sighs) pick it figure it out you know what I'm saying uh, so yeah, that was one of the things that, again, like I said, was a fault to me of the show, um, which lends itself to just the pacing and the story itself being kind of wonky in those first three episodes. Um, and it had to be intentional because of how the rest of the show panned out I do also love that this show was like so many women producers so many women writers so many women directors were helming this and it was just like you could tell there is a difference y'all which I think is a very very big strength to the show it's like if you're going to be telling a story like I have said in previous episodes if you're going to be telling a story and there is a protagonist who is a woman I need do you hear me I need a woman writer on it I need a woman producer on it like there's just things that needs to happen in order for it to make sense now like I'm going to be honest, now that I've been exposed to so many women creatives and their projects, I can tell the difference now. You know, it, it also lends itself to race. It lends itself to so many different factors when creating these stories and shooting these movies. You can tell there are just so many parts to this series that would... I don't think would have been as impactful if it had not been shot or created and curated by a woman, okay? Um, there's some stuff that goes on. This is spoiler-free because I always want y'all to go on and, and find out for yourselves and figure out for yourselves what you like, what you don't like about the show. But there are a plethora of situations where I was just like... I have to look away. I can't watch this. It it is definitely a horror series. It's a horror drama series. Um, You know, because there are things that people had to do to survive. Um, Yeah. So what would I give this show? I would give it a 3.9. Tipping on a 4. I mean, it's like, okay, I'm just going to say a 4. A 4 out of 5. It would have been higher. um, But again, that, that opening three three episodes just really kind of mm, <laughs> took a minute it took a minute so yeah definitely check it out if you got the time in the morning um because <laughs> showtime ass is tripping anyway and you can also buy um by the season as is like on youtube so <laughs> or rent so yeah you have that option as well Um, yeah, check it out. It's on Showtime.
this is just a, I guess a little trailer, I guess, for my Euphoria Season 2 wrap-up, which will be hitting my channel on Tuesday. <sighs> because I, this show, I just can't. I'm like, wow. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But this, these latest episodes, like, I, I'm just like, wow. Like, y'all really? I'm like speechless. Uh, multiple viewings have, have gone on <laughs> of these episodes. So, um, the season finale hits on Sunday. I will be recording my thoughts and reactions and all the things for this episode, or not this episode, but for this season, and we'll be publishing it on Tuesday, so be on the lookout for that. Take your time. Mm-hmm. That's the light at the end of the tunnel for this week. Yeah. Now, some things pop off and it's like, oh my gosh, and it goes super fast. That's completely different when it's, you know, just, I guess, ordained that way. <laughs> but most things take time to nourish and like be planted and all of the things and, and thought out and planned out and all of that takes time and that's what I did really enjoy about the you know film uh, the Kingsmen as well as Yellow Jackets is it they took their time with it regardless of how I felt about either of them they took their time with it um and that, that is just commendable. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, so, but in life too, take your time. You know, we, we facing all kinds of stuff right now. And breathe and take your time. So that's it. That is all for Libby's Corner for this week. Um... Take care of yourselves. Have the best weekend you can, the best week that you can. And for your euphoria frenzies out there, I will be back on Tuesday with a little something. Oh, my God. That show. Oh, that show. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Bye.